Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Have you heard of Nordic Knots? The Scandinavian rug company that has become the insider brand gracing some of the most beautiful homes around the world? With rug designs by some of the world's leading designers and a signature collection of wool and jute rugs in modern colors? But Nordic Knots is not just about great design. Their mission is to make quality rugs that last, with no compromises. Goodweave certified, handmade pieces woven in all natural materials. At NordicKnots.com, it's easy to find a rug that's just right. A curated collection in lots of colors and sizes to choose from. Even custom sizes are possible. So, whether you're the type who loves the understated elegance of their luxury essentials or the bold statements from their top designer collaborations, you can't really go wrong. Oh, and don't tell anyone, but right now, you can get a free sample with the code INNERCIRCLE. NordicKnots.com Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. The Browns lose a heartbreaker and still trying to figure out exactly what happened 31-30 to the New York Jets in the home opener. Hi, everybody, and welcome to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. I'm Andy Baskin. He's Daryl Ryder, and this is the post-game edition, brought to you locally by Smiley One Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing, Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. Daryl, I don't know where to start pointing fingers. I'm sure that people want to point fingers at the defense, defensive coordinator, kicking game, and, of course, that damn elf in the middle of the field. I heard that a couple times today. Your thoughts? The hell was that? <laughs> my, my thoughts. I think Cleveland you're not Browns alone. Losing an epic, fantastically stupefying fashion since 1999. What else is new? 
Yeah, boy, that was a kick to the pills for the home opener, wasn't it, for fans? <laughs> and then Miles Garrett had the gall to call them out. We'll talk about that later uh, in the podcast. Yes, Miles, when you blow a 14 or a 13-point lead with less than two minutes to play, fans are going to be angry and they're going to boo your ass off the field. Welcome to Cleveland. That's how it works. You should- that's not just Cleveland. That's anywhere. Look, if Absolutely. you earn a win, you earn a loss as well. I I normally would never uh, I, I would never question Miles Garrett, but, I mean, the I would- fans that were there – Come on, man. They The Browns earned that. They earned to be booed off the field today. A hundred percent, especially when it's your unit that can't get their you-know-what together to win games. Like, it's inexcusable, these defensive breakdowns. And I'll be honest with you, I if I were Kevin Stefanski, I'd call my coaches in, Joe Woods and the defensive coaching staff in. Next blown coverage, gentlemen, your ass is fired. DB's coach, you're fired because the miscommunication stuff is inexcusable. And if you can't teach the players to properly communicate on the field, then you can't coach on my staff. That's I just, just I don't get it. Daryl, like I just don't get how it. I feel about the situation at this point. Like you can't fire Joe Woods, but I can fire the DB's coach. hundred percent. I can fire the DB's coach right now. And I would honest to God, I'd fire him on the spot. That's two straight games where the defense has completely collapsed. All right, let's take a listen because we, we've got some sound from the locker room. Uh, John Johnson the third, Miles Garrett, Anthony Walker Jr. Here's what they had to say. Absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, sending and receiving, lock eyes, signal, hand signal. It's on tape. The eye in the sky doesn't lie. So we're out there like non-verbally communicating. You can't, you can't mess up. You know, the little stuff and the details and technique really gets to, you know, getting in the huddle and, and getting the call, making sure that, you know, you're working with your guy and communicating. All that stuff, you know, that that continues all throughout the game. And, you know, you let one slip up or two slip up, and then, like you saw, you know, the two touchdowns, and they were right back into the game, and they had the lead. And we weren't able to, to get a, another drive. Starts with me as a Mike linebacker. Uh, I'm the communicator. I'm the you know guy that gets supposed to get everybody lined up. Obviously, I didn't do my job two weeks in a row, so uh, I take that one, and uh, we'll be back. Yeah, you just don't get to take it though. Something's got to happen. So as long as it gets corrected and fixed, that that, that was Anthony Walker Jr. the last guy. Like I, I hear people say, it's like Kevin Stefanski says, ah, it's on me. It's on me. This one's on me. He says that all the time, Daryl. And it's like, okay, you can only say that so many times before you end up finding out that you're looking at trying to find another job because it was on you. And, uh, you know, the eye in the sky thing, it was interesting because Tyvis Paul talked about that in the pregame show and then talked about it in the postgame show. And then and we also heard it. Uh, we also heard it in our little postgame grouping there too. I just, it was interesting in the, in the spectrum postgame show that I did uh, with Jamel white, he kept saying, now watch what happened. Um, Denzel peeked in and that's how he was able to sneak behind him to get the touchdown to get them within, you know, six points. Well, uh, I'll point fingers. Jeff Howard, he's the pass game coordinator. He's the defensive backs coach. It's on him. That's who it's on. Plain and simple. It, it, okay, so how do you correct it? I, I know you want him fired. Well, that's what up I'm to saying. Jeff Howard and, and, and Joe Woods to figure it out. They need to figure but, it out. They need to get it fixed. Now, JJ3 said in the locker room, that they they should go to hand signals where all seven guys in the back of the defense are using hand signals 
and they have to acknowledge hand signals. This way, no one can say that they didn't get the call because apparently that's what's happening. Either they're not getting the call or they're getting different calls and they're not on the same page. And this has happened two weeks in a row. It has cost them four touchdowns. Four touchdowns, Andy. That's inexcusable. Last week, okay, you won the game. All right, you had the week to clean it up. Guess what happened? They didn't clean it up. That's my issue. All week we heard about, well, we get it cleaned up. Get it cleaned up, right? right? Heard in the locker room after the game today. Get it cleaned up for Pittsburgh. We'll get it cleaned up for Pittsburgh, right? I don't believe it's getting cleaned up for Pittsburgh. You want to know why? Because the proof's in the pudding. And what they put on the field Sunday afternoon in the final two minutes was embarrassing. That, that, that really was embarrassing. And that's on Jeff Howard. That's on Joe Woods. You, you're not coaching your players properly. Okay. Mm. They're not properly prepared. They're not properly communicating. Nobody knows where they're supposed to be. That is on you. Now you could say, well, that's on the players, right? Kevin Stefanski played the youth card. We got young players on this team. So stuff's going to happen, et cetera, et cetera. You know what shouldn't happen? Losing 13 point leads with 90 seconds to play. That should never happen. So yeah, don't, especially- don't go blaming Cade York for missing the extra point. Don't go, although I'll kind of, I'll get into Mike Prefer here too, because of the three units, his has been the least impressive on a consistent basis for the time he's been here. His special teams unit has absolutely sucked with a capital S-U-C-K-E-D. And he comes in every week to the media room and he's a great talker. He's very charismatic, but his special teams unit sucks. Week in and week out. They rarely return a kick. They got uh, fooled on a fake punt, and you couldn't cover an onside kick. Onside kicks are recovered these days about as often as the Browns make the playoffs. Fair enough. I will say, though, that if you're going to praise Cade York for hitting the long one last week, you can criticize him this week for missing the one-point difference in this game. I mean, look, he didn't walk out there and try to miss it. But I do think when you look at the scoreboard, you can say Cade York, uh, Cade York giveth and Cade York taketh away this week because he put him in the spot where they would be able to. Although that, that's not even true, too. It's a, the, the fact that he missed the the extra point put them in a precarious situation. No, the, the defense not communicating properly will put him in a precarious situation. And yeah, I, I get it. But I mean, I'm sorry. You, Cade's got to take it. You got to take it. I mean, the kid hasn't missed. And, and I'm not mad at him. I still have confidence in him. I think he's going to be great. But the kid hasn't missed an extra point since his first year of college. Now I'm, and I'm so putting well, this... he misses today. So I'm still – I mean, I, I agree with you on the defense. I agree with you on everything you're saying. I agree it's a top priority. But, it, I mean, if you're pointing fingers, you got to point fingers everywhere. Well, no, no, no. I'm just going to point the fingers at Jeff Howard. <laughs> so I take it no Christmas card for him this year, huh? No soup for you. None at all. I, I just – Tyvis Paul also t- was talking about the hand signals after the game. And, like, I don't understand after last week why they didn't go to hand signals this week. If that's what the problem is, we have all this talent in the secondary. This should not be happening. 100%. 100%. And the, remember, the defense is what was supposed to carry this team. Yes. Through these uh, – you know, through this suspension, right? Right. And it's the defense that's letting them down. The offense is doing their job. I have no complaints about what you got out of Jacoby Brissett on Sunday. I have no complaints uh, 
about the play calling, the utilization of players, the way the ball was spread around. I There is not one complaint offensively. And I, I'm not even going to – because some, some are saying, well, Nick Chubb should have slid down instead of scoring that touchdown. I'm sorry. If you can't protect the 13-point lead or you know two-touchdown lead with 90 seconds to go, you deserve what you deserve. I'm not going to criticize Nick Chubb for not sliding. Um, you know, Kareem Hunt, as I was watching By the way, live, no one did it. No one did that until Nick did it, what, last year? Yeah, against the Houston the Texans, he, he, he went down at, like, the two-yard line. And it was a brilliant play. And and in this scenario, I, I, I you can't get mad at a, a running back for going in the end zone and scoring yep. a touchdown. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to blame Cade York. I'm not going to blame Nick Chubb. I'm not going to blame, you know. I'm going to blame the inability of Jeff Howard's unit to do their damn job, and I'm going to blame the defense, and I'm going to blame Mike Prefer and his unit's inability to do their job again for the millionth time in the last two-plus years that Mike Prefer's been the special teams coordinator, okay? Uh, His unit, once again, doesn't do their job, and that's why the Browns lost. Yeah, it's I, not. It's, it has nothing to do with Chubb. Has nothing to do with Cade. I think that those things are low hanging fruit. That's passing yeah. the buck from the people that need to be legitimately held accountable. That that loss Sunday, Andy, was beyond ridiculous and inexcusable. All right. Well, it's always game day in Cleveland. When we come back, we are going to hear from Kevin Stefanski. So we've got plenty more coming up. If you like what you're listening to, hit the podcast up. It is always game day in Cleveland. Browns, Jets, Jets a winner, 31-30. We're talking more about it next. So I'm a father of what? I got to find a babysitter. I found Care.com and I was blown away. Through the platform, I was able to find local and experienced candidates along with their reviews and rates, which were way more affordable than I anticipated. Care.com really put me at ease knowing that they were all required to go through a background check. If you're like me and you need to find someone reliable for your child care necessities, check out Care.com. Find the ideal sitters for your child care needs. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. It's always game day in Cleveland. That's right. It's always game day in Cleveland, no matter what happens. Daryl Ryder and I are here for you at least three times a week now during the season. And tonight, it is a post-game edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. The Jets 31, the Browns 30. Browns fall to 1-1 one and one on the season after just choking away a 13-point lead with less than two minutes to go in the game. And the show is brought to you locally by Smiley One, heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your 
comfort. All right, so Daryl, you know, we get these podcasts on as fast as we can. I did not have the opportunity to listen to Kevin Stefanski uh, after the game, so uh, we do have a couple cuts from Kevin. I can only imagine what he said. Let's start with this one, Daryl. Uh, his opening statement, what did he have to say there? Okay, we win as a team, we lose as a team. We lost. We got beat, didn't play a 60-minute game. It's really frustrating, uh, frustrating to me, to our players in that locker room, I'm sure to our fans. Uh, that's a, It's, it's a, not how we play. It's, it's, we have to finish um, and do the things that uh, allow you to, to win games, and, and we didn't do that. Um, everybody's going to want to point fingers uh, and, and say, whose fault was this? Put on everybody. It's all of us, me, coaches, players. It's everybody. We own it. Um, what we can't do is let this linger because we got a game Thursday night against a division opponent uh, right back here. So we got to uh, real quickly uh, move on from this one. And that, that was my message to the team. And it's uh, frustrating. And, and I, you know, I know you guys got to ask the questions and, and I'll try my best to answer them, but it's uh, frustrating for everybody. So Daryl, even the band didn't want to hear what Kevin Stefanski had to say today. They dropped out in the middle. I'm just kidding. Daryl, I, I just, you know, he said that so many times before it's, it's almost to the point of uncle. Like, I, I just, I don't want to hear, I, I don't, I, I agree with him. I understand why he says, don't point the finger. He's got to run a football team. We all understand that. But at some point, and we all know what it's like in the, in the Haslam era of head coaches here in Northeast Ohio, when you keep saying it's on me, eventually it is going to be on you and you're going to be looking for another job. And that's why I would make a change with the DB's coach. 100%. Send a message. Joe Woods, you're coaching DBs for the rest of the year. Or we, but I mean, because this stuff happened last year too. And yeah, I, before. So this is not an anomaly. Um, this is not a uh, aberration. It's happened four times in two weeks. And we heard all week. And we're writing and talking about all week how they're going to get this fixed, right? The blown coverage is in Charlotte. Going to get those things fixed. Everything's going to be fine. Nothing to worry about, right? right? And then all of a sudden, they have two of them in the in the span of 60 seconds to cost them a football game. So, um, it, it's just it's, – it's, it's unacceptable. And uh, Kevin Stefanski, I – and that's why I asked him later in the press conference. I said, listen, I, I understand you say some things for effect because you're the leader, you're the head coach, whatever. But, all right, so you say that there's stuff that you've got to do better. Well, what would you have done differently in those last two minutes, right? And right. he said, well, honestly, Daryl, I, you know, it, the buck stops at my desk, right? If, if, if stuff goes wrong, it's, it's my fault. So I have to be accountable and take responsibility. And I get it and I understand it. I respect it and, and all that. But uh, honest to goodness, I would walk in and say, Jeff Howard, if there is one more blown coverage, your ass is out the door. The next blown coverage, you're gone because players should know how to communicate. That is a basic Fund I listen, I can live with a physical mistake. I can live with Denzel Ward falling on his face because his cleats got caught in the turf, right? Right. I can live with a pass interference penalty. I can live with a defensive hold. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like I can no, live with totally. a, I, I can live with a physical mistake because what's the t-shirt say? Stuff happens, right? right. Stuff happens. But I can't live with mistakes happening over and over and over and over again. And where it comes to Jeff Howard's unit and it comes to Mike Prefer's unit, those mistakes 
and lack of productivity seem to happen over and over and over and over and over and over again. So um, it, it's just it's just where I'm at. Like that, we should be talking about a two and zero football team feeling good going into this dealer game, and that like right now the only saving grace to this is they have to play a game on Thursday, so there's not a lot of time to dwell on the what the hell just happened loss of the century. By the way, I've oh. already ranked this one. <laughs> oh. What are you calling it? Uh, well, I, I don't have a name for it, but in the category of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory since 1999, this is number two on the list. Dwayne Rudd remains number one and forever will be number one. It will take yeah. something even Yeah, I, I don't think there's anything worse than Dwayne. I heard somebody say on the radio, this is the, that Dwayne Rudd loss was the most painful thing ever. I can't yeah. remember anything more painful than that. I mean, it will take something catastrophic. And believe me, today was as close as catastrophic as it gets. But it, it will take something just unbelievably <laughs> bizarre to top Dwayne Rudd. This is number two. And so, then look, number three is the 2001 loss at Chicago, up 14, yep. less than two minutes to play. Remember, they throw the pick six. Chicago gets the onside kick, recovers the onside kick, scores a touchdown, I think, with like 30 seconds left or whatever. And to overtime we go, Browns lose that one in overtime. And, oh, by the way, this – I got to give that – I got to give the, the proper attribution here, but ESPN stats and information, Andy, with the chestnut of chestnuts. And if you're listening, fans, I apologize. This is our Drink Heavily podcast post-game edition here. Right. Uh, in blowing the 13-point lead, NFL teams had won the last 2,229 consecutive games, one leading by at least 13 points in the final two minutes until today. And the last team to blow such a lead, Andy Baskin, can you please, I don't know, I give me a guess. Who do you think that last team was? I'm going to say they probably play somewhere north of uh, north of Worcester, and uh, probably west of Eastlake and east of Westlake. <laughs> yeah, the freaking Cleveland Browns in 2001 oh, that, that lost to the Bears. So snatching defeat from the jaws of victory is exactly what the Cleveland Browns do, uh, and they did it again today. Uh, and so, uh, I mean, it just is spectacular. Like, I am still, I don't know about you. Like, I'm still trying to process what happened. Like, I, I'm I'm still trying to, like, figure this thing out. But uh, Kevin Stefanski, you know, he this is the youngest roster in the AFC. And it's the second youngest behind the Detroit Lions in the entire NFL. And Kevin Stefanski played the youth card post-game. Obviously, guys, not on the same page. Um it was very, very clear what we were doing. Uh, we talked about it on the sideline before everybody went out, talked to the entire defense about what they were about to do, which was try and throw it over our head. Um, and we can't let that happen. Um, you know, we got a young football team. And unfortunately, that youth at times is showing up here. Uh, and we have to grow up real fast. You're getting paid. No one wants to hear how young you are. I'm sorry. And, and and there's two other points that I just wanted to make before we even get into this part of it. It's just like, you know, Daryl, you keep talking about making a change, making a change. And and I'm not trying to equate this to the college game, but I think one of the piece, one of the reasons that people respect Ryan Day in Columbus was last year they were having problems uh, with defense. And Kerry Combs was not getting the job done. 
They brought in Jim Knowles this year, but after Oregon ran the same play twice on them and it cost them a national championship or could have cost them a chance of trying to win a national championship, he said enough is enough. And after that game, he told Matt Barnes he was calling the plays. Mm -hmm. And so I like that's one of the reasons why. And I'll say Browns fans and Buckeye fans are cut from the same cloth for the most part. You know, you take a, a guy like Ryan Day and if he sees the problem, he fixes it immediately. And that problem, as you said earlier, was not fixed. The other thing that I think is interesting as far as blown leads and, you know, I, I, like I took some heat because, you know, I was joking around about um, <clears throat> Cade York and, you know, get him statue and all the stuff. And I'd said, I think I said on the air that or I said to somebody, hang on one second. <coughs> Sorry. It's a podcast. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> just being honest. I, I love podcasts because you can be real. And if you got a cough, you can cough. Um I'm the, sorry. I just want to make clear. I was not laughing that you sounded like oh. you were dying over there. I oh, just no, no, no. I know. That. I, I got you. I just, okay. it's, you know, so people were, were, I was getting harped on because I said that Cade York hadn't missed an extra point since the first year of college. Right. So, you know, if you go back and watch the end of the game, I don't know if you know this or not, but they put up a graphic about the 1986 playoff win that Matt Mosley kicked the extra point in overtime to go on and win. And I, I, I just quickly did a Google search on it. And I was like, uh, they had a nickname for the game, the miracle on the lake. Well, guess what? You know, the jets had a 10 point lead on the Browns in, in that game in 86. And the Browns came back thanks in part to a, uh, a Mark Gastineau personal foul. So it, it was just kind of like, it was weird. Cause as I was watching the whole thing unfold, it, they reminded me of the 86 game and it's almost like it reversed itself today. Only it, it was bigger for the jets. Cause they, you know, they won the game in regulation and, it, you know, it was a 10-point lead on that one, so they just needed a, a, a field goal and a, and a touchdown to get it to overtime. I just – sometimes this game is funny, and the other part of the game, and I, I know he talked about the team being young, is people were so cocky about this game. Fans were unbelievably cocky about this game, going, we're going 2-0, first time since 94. This is happening. And I'm the last question I asked Ivis before the game was, I said, you know, players don't think that way, do they? Players don't think we're taking this game for granted because the last time I checked, every team they play this year will get a paycheck, every player. It's kind of crazy how that works. 100%. And it's it's about the results now, Andy. It, it really is. It's it's. I, I don't want to hear youth. Andrew Berry's the one that decided that every single one of his draft picks that he's made in the last three years is good enough to be on an NFL roster. So those players need to make the plays. It's that simple, right? If you yep. can't humble yourself to cut any of your guys uh, because you're developing them, then they they, they got to make plays. Like, um, I just I I I kind of feel bad being so harsh about it, Andy. Right. But that's just like it, it's a win loss business, and I mean, it it here's how fickle the NFL is, right? The Browns are a 58 yard made field goal away from being 0 and 2. And having two catastrophic losses to begin their season. They're also one blown coverage or one onside kick recovery away from being two and up. True. So the pendulum in fairness swings both ways. And if I've been too harsh on Jeff Howard, well, sorry, like them's the breaks. Like it's your job to teach these DBs to do theirs and they're not doing their jobs in critical moments. And it's almost right. cost you two football games. So uh, when 
you know, I hear players talk about getting it corrected again. Like, I'm sorry, just is someone who's like in the room and around these guys, like, I just, I'm not buying it now all of a sudden. Like, I, I have no faith that this is going to be corrected for the Steelers game. What evidence do I have to support this? And to your point about being cocky about the game, guess what? I will wear this one. I will wear the egg on my face because I was guilty for contributing to fans being cocky about this game because I watched the Jets against Baltimore and they sucked. It was like watching the 2015 to 2017 Cleveland Browns. Okay. They were that terrible. Joe Flacco was a statue that couldn't move. All right. I don't know what it is about when he comes to Cleveland, but apparently. Oh, I can tell you Lake, what it is. Lake Erie's the fountain. I'll, youth I'll tell him. you on the other side. But I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. And I, I've got that answer. Also, um, uh, uh, I, I, a little bit of breaking news, although it's not it's not going to matter because of the way that our show airs, but um, a little bit of irony. Remember how everybody wanted Jimmy Garoppolo? Everybody wanted Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't know if you saw this news or not, but... I, yeah, I, I know it. I know it. Did you see it? Say. I just I just want to say it real quick yeah. just because it caught my eye and I, like, I can't believe it. So they ended up hanging on to Garoppolo and then Trey Lance out for the season. You can't trust anything in this game. You just can't no. trust anything. All right, I'm going to come back and answer that question. Uh, and then we're also going to hear from Miles Garrett why he's going to take heat from the fans all week long. And Thursday is going to want to get here very fast for him so he can forget about uh, what he said after the game about the fans. It's always game day in Cleveland. We are back after this. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast it's always game day in cleveland the post game edition jets 31 browns 30 browns fall to one and one he is daryl Ryder. i'm andy baskin if you like what you're listening to subscribe to the podcast and uh, more than that if you feel like commenting you're more than welcome to uh, when you subscribe to any of the podcasts where you subscribe to. Plus, we always want to hear from you too 
at Game Day CLE on either Twitter or Instagram. Miles Garrett had a few things to say after the game. Daryl, you were in the locker room. Uh, should we start with a positive? We'll start with a positive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, why not? Uh, okay. He he was not the one blowing coverages in the secondary. He was not Jeff Howard giving the calls or whatever. But uh, this is what he uh, had to say about the defense going full Chernobyl Sunday. If anyone's going to point fingers, you know, I'm pointing on myself, you know, knowing that you know, I could have done better. And regardless of you know, what we're facing up, up front, you know, I have to be able to, to get free and make those kind of plays. And I, I think every man in the locker room should, you know, coaches included. We, we have to be able to, to look at ourselves and see what we can do better. You know, safeties, DBs, linebackers, there was all at least one play that, you know, we could have made that we missed out on those, those accumulate and those things come back to bite you. And unfortunately this time it did. Hmm. All right. Well, I'll buy into that. I like the fact that he called out the coaches as well. I mean, look, he's right. You know, you, you want to point the finger, look in the mirror and that's what happened to the defense because the offense did their job. If you put, you know, last week, I think uh, outside of the Monday night game, it only took 19 points to win a game. And mostly, mostly it was 20 and over to win so there was I, there was only one 17 point winner and that was in the monday night game so um but daryl just you know looking at at the big picture miles went back and said something else that might haunt him i mean the more disappointing thing was the booing at the end it was a you know not the most optimal ending that we'd want you know we of course we'd want to win of course we want to play out the game and you know it in 30 16 or 3017, whatever it was, you know, we get a uh, a pick or a strip sack and end the game, but that's not always how it goes. You know, these guys are still putting their asses on the line and playing as hard as they can, and they should be respected as such. It's it's two games, and you know, we have plenty more games to play, especially this next one coming up in front of the, you know, the home crowd. And you know, we have a lot of time to correct what we're doing, so I don't. We don't want to see uh, this this crowd this. Uh, this stadium give up on us, you no, know, this early. We want to see them, you no, know, completely behind us, and you no, know, it's disappointing for everybody. But it's absolutely disappointing for for us as a team, just knowing that, you no, know, we had them, you know, with our with our foot on their throat, and we didn't finish them, and that's completely on us. And you no, know, we we learn from this and we correct it and come back stronger. All right, Daryl, I get it. I understand where Miles was going with it, and I can appreciate what he's saying as a player. But I can <laughs> tell you, as someone who's lived in Northeast Ohio my whole life. That if the fans, first of all, they earn the boo at the end of the game, just like you earn a cheer, you earn a boo. And that was their way of saying, <clears throat> we don't really want to see games like end like this anymore. And so it's the passion of the fans. And, you know, boo means you care. If they heard nothing, well, let's say there are two things. One, they don't care. Or two, the pathetic ending killed everybody inside the stadium. Let's be honest. What he should have said is, we deserve to be booed off the field. I agree. I what agree. he should have so, said. So what? Big I, deal, I, you get booed, you come back. Miles Garrett, they love you. This crowd loves you. The city loves you. Yep. We all know it was one game. But for that split moment when the team sucked, you Don't got booed. And that's okay. Yeah, can't call out the fans, Andy. And that's kind of what he did. And he's done that before in years past. And Miles should know better. I mean, my God, his first season, they went 0-16. Like the, the Browns have been the laughing stock of the national football leagues since coming back. You know, the, the running joke is 
Cleveland's still waiting for professional football to return. It was promised in 99, still waiting for it, right? Right. Um, and I 100% understand where he's coming from. The, they are human. We do forget that, both as media uh, as well as the, the fans. You know, they have families that read, see, hear everything. So I get that. But you can't call out the fans to boo for booing you when you blew a 13-point lead in less than 90 seconds. And your defense down the strip. And I'll give him credit. He did say he could have done more. Miles' final stat line, one tackle, a combined tackle, a sack for a six-yard loss, and two QB hits. That's not overly impressive. Now, granted, he was double and triple teamed all afternoon, but that's that's a real tough one to do after that game, to come out and say the most disappointing thing was the fans booing us. Sorry, y'all earned it. Somebody else had a quote, didn't they, after the game? That yeah, uh, John Johnson was asked about what Miles said, and this is what he said. Um, uh, <clears throat> I mean, we've got some of the most loyal fans. I don't blame them. It's unacceptable. I didn't feel that way about it, referring to Miles. It's unacceptable. We go out there. They pay their hard-earned money to at least see us at least put up a decent show. Come on. We've got to win that one. That's the response you want. And that's like Miles is, and, the, and this is why Miles' comments matter because he's not, he's the leader of the defense, right? Right. So you, you can't, I get it. If you're mad, that's one of those, you got to keep that to yourself and you just got to play the diplomat and just say, Hey man, we deserve to get booed off the field. It hurts. It really hurts when our fans boo us. It really bothers me, but I get it. That's how you, that's how you say that. You can see, you see what I'm saying? Like, no, I get it. I get it. It's all in the way you deliver the message. Right. And it's like, obviously the, the front office didn't like the fact that, or they feel like, and it, that the Browns fans were cheering too much when they were on offense. Um, you know, oh, JW Johnson P- twice this P- week. Did you see the PSA they did? With no, Wyatt I didn't see it. No, I didn't see it. Shut the bleep up. That's what they ran. They ran, we were a, on offense? they ran a spoof PSA. Right. And it was like, shut the hell up when we're on offense. Oh, man. I don't know. It, it, you know, there are, there... Well, remember last year, Baker Mayfield criticized fans for cheering too much when they were on trying to operate offensively. Remember that? And yeah. then Kevin, and Kevin Stefanski on I Friday know, said, man, I just want man. our fans to be smart when we're on offense, you know? This Keep is a down. great football town. I, I don't, I mean, when Bernie Kosar just waved his arms down, everyone shut up. When you Brian Snipe did it, they just shut up. Can We can't really get into this, but the Browns don't get a lot of things. They think they get a lot of things about the fans here and the people here and stuff like that. They really don't. There's very few people in that building that are attached to the original franchise. Um, There's very few people in that building that actually know what the hell happened with the original franchise. Um, 
And, you know, I give, I will give them credit. They have in recent years really tried to embrace the original franchise alumni and welcome them back into the fold. They were at, they were out at practice on Saturday uh, or the walkthrough, I should say on Saturday uh, and that, but I just feel like Andy in so many respects, organizationally, the Cleveland Browns just don't get it. They don't get it with local media and how they interact with us. They don't get it with fans. They don't get it with the history of the team. Um, they, they just, they don't get a lot of stuff and a lot. And some of it's not their fault because they weren't here and mm-hmm. they weren't part of it. They didn't live it and, and whatever, right. They're imports, but yeah, there's a lot of not getting things. And I just like, I think like, like Kevin Stefanski on Friday when he was asked about Brownie the Elf being cool in that, and you just kind of blew that off. It's like that's an opportunity to show you're a human being and you have a personality and and whatever. And it's an innocuous question that you're asked. It's not a right. probing, why is Perry and Winfrey in the doghouse question type thing. Like it's a fun and and it's frustrating covering a team that doesn't get it and doesn't know how to show personality at the right times and doesn't know when to have fun. Uh, they have fun at the wrong times or they don't have fun at all. You see what I'm saying? Like, no, I get it. I get and this it. isn't just a Stefanski regime thing. I'm not, this isn't just like a, like a, I'm picking on present day here. I'm just talking like in generality that this franchise since coming back in 99, no matter who's owned it, no matter who's been in the GM chair, no matter who's been in the head coaching chair, no matter who's been in the PR chairs, no matter who's been in the alumni, whatever. Like it just, it doesn't matter The the franchise since coming back, it's been a complete disconnection from what used to be here. And when you have lost at the scale that the Browns have lost at, and when you lose games like you did today, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, fans just have, Yes, there is a lot. And I, you know, I've talked to people that are no longer here and they say, man, Daryl, you're negative and the media is negative. And I just, I don't understand the negativity. And I'm like, well, there hadn't been a whole lot of positivity since the team has come back. It's been few and far between. And when it's been positive, it's kind of been over the top because you're so thirsty for any little morsel of, 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 you know, positivity. Um, And it's unfortunate. So short week, they got to put this whole mess behind them. Hopefully Jeff Howard figures out how to coach his defensive backs to know what they're doing in critical situations on the field. And uh, Friday morning, we can be having a much pleasant conversation concerning the first uh, divisional game of the season against the Pittsburgh Steelers and a public service announcement. That game is on Amazon prime. Don't shoot the messenger. Don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at Andy Baskin. We did not sign the billion-dollar-a-year contract with the National Football League, but the game will be on Amazon Prime. Daryl, is it 100% or don't they have to resell to a local? I Honestly, I don't know. This I don't know either. I, you know, I normally... think there's a slim chance. I think there might be a chance it's on local. I just, I don't, I, I'm going to have to look into that. I don't want to tell people it's on locally, and then if it's not, then, you know, people, like, lose their stuff. I don't know if it's on locally or not. I is, I would assume that they treat it just like their other NFL packages, but that I, I don't know if they uh, sold local broadcast rights to Thursday night. I know I'm pretty sure Monday night football is on local over the air 
because ESPN. Yeah, well, they moved it over. I mean, ABC. This, I mean, this season, the ABC's been simulcasting the game. So yeah, uh, ABC, ESPN would sell those broadcast rights to uh, a local station to carry them. But yeah, I don't know if Amazon Prime is doing that or not. But um, yeah, this this one's tough. That that's tough to swallow. Like they, you know, everyone's feeling good. Nick Chubb just scored his third touchdown. They go up thirteen. Uh, this thing is put away. All they got to do is just kind of kill off and burn off a minute and 55. Uh, and, and then they just, the defense completely uh, lost their focus. You don't get the onside kick yet. You, you lose the focus again uh, in the red zone. And then, um, you know, and I'm not even going to blame that interception at the end, like Jacoby Brissett throwing the pick. Some people are, you know, pointing to that. It's he got the ball back with like 20 seconds left. Come on, man. <laughs> like, let's be realistic. Um, I it's it's just it's it's tough when the defense uh, lays an egg in the final two minutes of the game, and then Miles Garrett, who's the leader of said defense, calls out the fans for booing them. Um, let me just tell you why I'm bummed. This is my final thought on the game. I, I'm bummed because. Jacoby Brissett did everything you asked him to do as far as getting better this week. And, you know, he ends up 22 of 27 for 229 with one touchdown. They also put him in a position where they don't want, where he can uh, be pressured into not being successful. And that was the last pass that ended up being an interception. His first in two weeks came down to his last pass. Why? Because he wasn't in a winning position and, you know, it was forced. I thought it was forced. And so I'm bummed because of Jacoby Brissett. I thought he played a great game. I thought Nick Chubb worked his ass off. And every time they tried to tackle him, he would pick up two or three more yards. I'm bummed for him. I'm bummed for Kareem Hunt, who also had an outstanding game, ending up with 58 yards and averaging almost five yards a carry. And I'm also bummed for Amari Cooper, who was able to get into the action, 10 targets, nine receptions, um, over 100 yards. That's who I'm bummed for. Those guys that really worked hard on offense and all the storylines that were there until the final two minutes. And if you ask why was a Browns fan upset, it's because you had heroes that never will get to be heroes from that game because they let down in the last minute and a half, and it just sucks. Your final thought. Thank God it's a quick week. And Good point. The Steelers will be here Thursday night. Um, you know, Monday will be a uh, a tough one, but come Tuesday morning, first thing, actually Monday night for them, it's Monday night. So here's the schedule. My final thought will be what's going to happen this week. Okay. Um, they will have a walkthrough on Monday afternoon or evening. Tuesday, come in, and that'll be a combination of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, mashed up into one. Wow. Wednesday, Another uh, walkthrough, there, we, we will not have any availability, uh, but they will do another walkthrough on Wednesday, and they play another game Thursday night. So thank God it's a short week, not a lot of time for them to dwell on it. And for us, it's good, not a long time for us to dwell on it as well. All right, that's it. That'll do it for the postgame edition of it's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin for our outstanding producer, Meredith Kane. Thank you very much. That's a post-game report for you. Jets win 31-30. to 30. We will be back, uh, what, tomorrow. 
It depends when you're listening to us. But we'll have three podcasts uh, this week as usual, and uh, we might adjust the schedule just a little bit because it's a Thursday night game. Thanks for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus